Boom, there it is. What up, ladies and gents? We're ready to rock and roll. This is the second one today. Why? Because when we create content, it creates a long tail effect and people can find us on Google. You worried about not having a good search result? Well, then today's episode is for you. Let's do it. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah, here we go, ladies and gents. When you Google, when your clients Google you, what do they find? Your Google results can either build or destroy your credibility. If prospective clients Google you and nothing shows up, or worse, the things show up that you're not proud of, you might just lose the sale. So how do you take control of your brand? Today's guest is here to share how he's using SEO to attract new clients and get them to convert. If you're looking to grow your brand, increase traffic, and increase your bottom line, then today's episode is for you. Let's welcome to the show from SEOoptimizers.com, Mr. Brandon Leibowitz. Let's get this party started. Where you at, Brandon? How you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on today. All right, man, let's do this. Uh, there are so many different career paths that anybody could have chosen. You chose to go into SEO. Uh, why Why did you do that? Why are you doing this? Because I want to know. Yeah, I just kind of fell into it. Wasn't planning on it. Got my degree in business marketing, and the first job I got out of school was helping out a company doing digital marketing, and I didn't really know much about it. They didn't know much about it either. This is back in 2007. So they're like, we're going to take you to classes, workshops, seminars, and kind of learn alongside with you. And after working there for a few months, just realized that everyone's probably going to have a website in the future. And there's a lot of different ways to get traffic. Like I was doing SEO, doing social media, helping out with like paid ads, doing email marketing, doing it all, which it all works to get traffic. But I just really focus more on the SEO just because it's a way to get free traffic. And why spend money on ads or all those other tactics when you get that free traffic? But they all work, and it all works to get traffic. You want to try to get traffic from as many different ways as possible. But SEO is just that free source. SEO is a, it has been amazing, uh, especially early on when you're talking about 2007. It was it was huge. I mean, people were starting to figure things out. Like, oh, if I just have multiple websites pointing to one, that'll work. Oh, if I have backlinks, that'll work. Oh, if like it's developed so far over time. And as we're moving into web 3.0, I know we get a lot of critics that are saying, is SEO dead? Like, is this something that's old or is this still something that helps? So what do you say to people who, who question it? That's the question I've heard ever since I started doing it back in 2007. People are like, SEO is dead. And they've been saying that ever since. And for the most part, I mean, as long as there's search engines, SEO is search engine optimization. So as long as there's search engines for people to search on, there's going to be search engine optimization as long as it's not full of ads. Like if Google was just all ads, people are probably like, I'm going to go on to Bing or Yahoo or another search mm-hmm. engine. They don't watch just a bunch of ads, but for the most part, I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon, but who knows what's going to happen with the future metaverse and all that stuff. It's all up there. Who knows? We're just going to have to optimize other types of search queries, right? I mean, that's how it usually works. 
So let, let, let us, let's talk about what, what SEO is. What is search engine optimization? For those people who, like, they're new to business, they're good at that tech part of their business, right? Maybe they're plumbers, maybe they're, they're architects or whatever. They have a skill set. But then they have to get on the internet. What, the, what, what is search engine optimization? Yeah, so SEO is search engine optimization, which means optimizing your website for the different search engines, which is really just Google nowadays, but it means ranking websites. So when you search on Google, there's ads at the top, there's ads at the bottom, but in between the ads is organic, the SEO, the free listings. There's 10 spots for 10 websites, but nowadays it's not just websites that are on that in the organic results. There's images, there's videos for your local business, like a plumber, maps will appear if you're selling products e-commerce or products will show up in there so it's a lot more dynamic there's a lot more going on than just listing websites in there sorry no worries no worries yeah it's a lot more than just listing websites it's really just trying to get that free real estate trying to take up as much free real estate as possible on that first page of google without spending money on ads that's what seo is all about and, and it can be done a number of different ways. Obviously, the way you're helping people do it has been um, through different types of, of strategies. My own personal strategy has been, let's just follow the Gary V tactic. Let's put out as much content as we possibly can. Let's create as much content for other people. Uh, and it's really one of those, like, let's throw it out there, fingers crossed, and let's see what happens. Um, how much of that am I getting partially correct? Maybe how much of it is helping? What else can we do other than just putting out content? No, content is one of the most important things. Ever since I first started doing SEO, people always said SEO is dead and content is king. Content is the most important thing, but it's not just putting out as much content as you can, putting out quality content. So not just throwing something up. Like a lot of people will just blog on their website just to throw a blog up there, but you really take the time and make it a really informative useful blog that's gonna be a lot better than just throwing a blog to just throw it up there so as long as you're putting quality content the more you put out the better like don't hold back if you could put out one podcast a week or two podcasts a week i'd say if you could do two do two same with the blogs or articles or press releases or anything as long as it's quality if you're just throwing it up there just throw it up there then don't do that but the more you put out because you never know what's going to work it's kind of like you said like just throwing everything out there seeing what sticks, what resonates, and going towards that, seeing, all right, this is on already ranking on that first page of Google. Maybe I'm position 10. Let me try to push it up there to get it to the top of the page one because you never know what's going to rank. Sometimes things rank quicker, slower, depending on the competitiveness of those keywords and tons of other variables that go into Google's algorithm, which is kept top secret. No one knows how that works, but there's little things that we could do to kind of help signal to Google that we are the most relevant. We're, we, uh, we get better as we develop more and more content, but there's certain things that I've learned along the way in developing the content that we need to add to make sure uh, Google and different, uh, whatever we call them, little bots find, uh, find us online. Things like hashtags, things like keywords, uh, transcribing our videos, naming our files a, a specific way. Um, what are some of those tactical things that content creators can do to help optimize the content that they're already creating? One of the most important things is the title of whatever it is you're putting out there, an article, blog, podcast, video, but titles are where you really want to put as many keywords as possible without going over about 60 characters. So you want to try to put as many keywords. You don't want to repeat the same words over and over again. This is where you got to do keyword research and figure out, do I want to use like the singular or the plural don't want to be doctor near me or 
doctors near me because each search is going to get a different amount of people searching for it every single month. So there's tools like the Google Keyword Planner. It's a free tool that will show you how many people actually search for that keyword every single month. But titles are really important. Like you said, with the images or videos or any content, Google can't read images or videos. They really rely heavily on text. So if you're putting out visual content, images, things like that, you need to really make sure that you name the file name with descriptive words that describe what that image is or what that video is. Don't just put keywords in there, just describe what it is. You don't need to be spammy, just be descriptive, short, concise. That's gonna help out a lot. But the more text, the better. So again, if you're putting out like video, transcribing it, if it's like a 30 minute podcast or an hour long podcast, it might be tough to transcribe it, but you could timestamp it or write a descriptive like summary about it because that really helps out so much. They're struggling. They're getting better at reading images and videos. Like if you upload a video to YouTube, they'll try to transcribe it and give you subtitles, which are okay, but they're not 100% there. So they still need mm -hmm. you to really spoon feed them and give them as much information as possible. Now, uh, recently I learned that TikTok surpassed Google in search queries. Uh, so where we're searching is taking a shift. We've always searched in Google, we went to YouTube, and now it seems TikTok is another one of those search queries. Uh, when, we when we're working to optimize our website, uh, how much of these newer platforms do you take into consideration when creating uh, your search, uh, search engine optimization strategies? Yep, so social and SEO don't really help each other out for the most part. So when you're creating content for, I mean, you want to, create content on your website and have people share it on social media, but that's not necessarily going to help you rank higher on like Instagram or Twitter and things like that. So they don't really help one another out, but you want to always make sure that you put out good content on your website and then same with social because you can't just automatically take whatever you put on your website and just post it on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever platform you're on. It's not always going to translate properly with hashtags or, tagging usernames and things like that. So customizing them, make them individualized will be a little bit better strategy, but unfortunately they don't really help too much with SEO with each other out. So I've also heard, uh, th and that's the thing about the internet is like, I heard this or I saw it on a TikTok and then supposedly it's gonna be like 100% true, right? Uh, but when, when, uh, when creating images, there's the alt tags. When creating video content, there's, create, there, there's uh, transcribing on the blog. My question has to do with where these things actually live, right? So you, you keep mentioning you know, your own website. If the, if the content we create is, is organic to our website, meaning it lives on our same server as our website, is that better than creating the content and posting it like on a TikTok feed or on an Instagram feed? Because I know when I search my name on Google, for example, it'll show all the social platforms. Um, but does that content have to also organically live on my website for it to be beneficial for the traffic? Yeah, because what happens is social and Google. So Google is kind of blocked from most social media sites because they're direct competitors or not direct, but somewhat competitors like Facebook video is competing against YouTube. They don't want to just put stuff out there. So social doesn't really help out with SEO. So when you are putting content out, for if you, your website is what you own. You own that forever. Social, you're just renting space off Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and they could take you down anytime. So you're just living by their rules and their engagement. I mean, their reach isn't as much as it used to be. Like Facebook, if you have a hundred likes on your page, you post 
only five out of those hundred people will ever see what you post without having to click that blue button, boost this post up, advertise, spending money. So the more pay, pay to play platforms, but you always want to put everything on your website first, because what happens is it also becomes duplicate content. So Google really feeds off text content. Whoever publishes an article, a blog, a video, whatever it is first, they get all the credit. Everyone else that repurposes it, they get potentially, they're not going to rank for it because that becomes duplicate content. And Google doesn't want to repost or rank the same content over and over again. Like imagine you have a flat tire and you search on Google how to fix this flat tire. The same 10 articles appear. That's not a good user experience. You're going to be like, Google, this is not helping me out. So whoever publishes the content first, they get all the credit. So you always want to put everything on your website first. That way you get all the credit. Then you could share it on social and all these other places. But you always want to put everything first on your website because that's yours. And for example, like you post an article on LinkedIn or LinkedIn Pulse, and then you post it on your own website, LinkedIn is going to be the one that gets the credit for that article. And you're going to be hit with like the penalty for duplicate content. And it's not going to help your rankings at all. Potentially might actually hurt you. So instead of ranking higher, you actually drop down, which is the last thing you want to happen. Yeah. So, and just to be clear, there's, it's not that you don't want to post on social or share on social. It's just where it goes first. That's what Google shows as the credibility part, right? This, who gets the credit for creating the content? If you created it on TikTok, it, it, to me, it's the same argument, whether you're using reels or TikTok, same type of content creation. But if you take your Instagram reel, you download it and you upload it to TikTok, TikTok doesn't like it. It's going to throttle it down. And, and I feel like that's the same thing you're explaining here. You can create a great piece of content, put it on your website first so you own it, and then go ahead and put it somewhere else so that they get access to the content as well, but it's not the first time Google seeing it. They've given you credit for that. Did I hear you correctly? Yep, yep. Put everything first on your website, then spread the word to everyone or as many platforms that are relevant. So post it on your website, then from there, share it on TikTok, on Facebook. Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, whichever ones are relevant, but the more the better, Reddit, anywhere. Just get that visibility and exposure. All right, I remember um, first starting off learning about this stuff, all the rage was talking about backlinks. Make sure somebody puts a backlink to you. Make sure somebody you know has your website on, on their posts and all these kinds of things. Uh, what is a backlink? And is it still as relevant as it was in the past? Yep, so backlinks are... One of the most important parts of SEO. Backlinks are what Google's algorithm started off. That's how Google gained popularity is by using backlinks to rank websites. And still to this day, it's a big part of its algorithm. It's changed a lot how they look at backlinks over the years. That's a big part of Google changing their algorithm because people kind of game the system, building these backlinks and just gain those rankings. But what is a backlink? A backlink is a clickable link from another website that points to yours. So if you're reading an article on let's say like Forbes. And in that article, it says Brandon Leibowitz and you click on the word Brandon Leibowitz and it goes to my website, I'd be getting a backlink from Forbes. So the more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google is gonna give to you. And then Google looks at the keywords on your website to figure out what to rank you for. But it doesn't work the other way around. If you just put a bunch of keywords all over your website and you could do everything that Google wants to see, make your website perfectly optimized, make it load quickly, Make all, do all the right signals that Google's looking at. But if you don't have backlinks, Google's not going to really trust you because Google just sees all these other websites that have been around for years. They trust these websites. They just don't know who you are. And they just don't want to rank a website that's new or that they don't trust because they want to put out a good user experience. If for some reason, I mean, 
people do some weird stuff. So a lot of people would in the past rank websites. And then once they rank that website, they would flip it from being a normal website to selling like pharmaceutical drugs. And Google's like, we don't want to just rank someone searching for a keyword. Like what's the best car insurance. And instead of car insurance website popping up, pharmaceutical site pops up, which happens all the time. Google's kicked off over half the websites off the internet because of spammy dark web kind of shady things. So backlinks really send a trust signal to Google. It's like a popularity contest or like a vote saying we trust you. And in the past, the more backlinks you had, the higher you'd rank. So if I have a hundred backlinks and you had 200 backlinks, you would rank higher than me. But Google realized over the years, people were gaming the system, building low quality backlinks. So nowadays it's not the number of backlinks. It's the number of quality backlinks you have. Makes a big difference. Yeah. And, and I, like, I like how you said Google kicks you off the internet. Google can kick you off the internet, but Google's like the gateway to the internet. So if, you, if they're kicking you off, they're basically saying uh, you don't exist. Or maybe you show up on page 999,000. You're not going to show up on page one for sure. Um, another thing you mentioned was uh, loading, right? So when you're creating a website to make it as efficient as possible, Images and videos could slow things down. How do I know I'm optimizing my website appropriately when I'm loading images and videos? Yeah, so videos, well, especially images. Images really slow down websites. So what I always tell people is like, if you're uploading an image that's 5,000 by 5,000 pixels, like a really HD, great picture, but on your website, it's only 100 by 100 pixels. Don't upload that big, big image. Just upload whatever needs to be there, whatever size is on your website, because images take up a lot of space. And also, old images on your website need to be deleted. So if you're using like WordPress, whatever platform you're on, usually there's a section called media or images. And if you just have like a bunch of old logos in there, that all takes up space. Even if you're not using them on your website, not displaying them, they're still in the back end of your website, taking up space, slowing it down. There are a lot of other ways to do it, like lazy load images where the images don't load until you actually scroll to that portion on the page. So if you're an e-commerce website and you have like 500 products on that page, you don't want 500 images to load. It's going to take forever. So whatever people see on the screen, those images will load up. It's called lazy load. There's a lot of other, other tricks you could do, but you need to check your page speed. There's a lot of tools that will show you how fast your website loads. There's a few of them that I really recommend. It's like, GT metrics or Google page speed insights. Those are kind of the bigger ones that for free will show you what needs to be done or what slows down your website. And then it'll show you what needs to be done to fix those. So you can give it to your web developer programmer and be like, Hey, could you fix all these errors? And hopefully they'll be able to fix them. Would you say GIF files are, would be a little bit better than videos on your website or over images? Like, is there a specific type of digital asset that you would prefer on a website that would improve your SEO versus the others? Yeah, I'm not going to say one's going to improve that SEO versus another, but video usually like if you upload, I mean, share a link from YouTube. So you upload a video to YouTube, it takes up space on YouTube. And then at the bottom right of YouTube, it usually says share this video. Then you could share it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, but it gives you an embed code. That embed code lets you put that video on your website without really taking up that much space. It doesn't take up any load time. And the nice thing about it is if you embed that video on your website and a thousand people watch it on your website, all thousand videos get attributed to YouTube. So you get a thousand views on YouTube from that video. But images, 
I would say just make sure just don't upload really, really large, large images. There's tools that you could just search for like free image compression tools, which will shrink down the size of an image as well. So not just the pixels of like the dimensions, but actually the file size, they'll shrink that down. So there's a lot of other ways to help reduce the image size and just make sure it doesn't take up too much time. But load page speed load time is just one variable in Google's algorithm, which is important for people. But I see a lot of websites that all fail that page speed test. So don't think that you need to make your website load as quickly as first. I mean, the faster, the better, but for SEO, it's not the biggest deal. For people, it is. Well, for people, for sure. And less yeah. and less people are looking at stuff on a desktop, for example, and more and more people are transitioning to a mobile. Um, when creating a website, is there a big difference in making it mobile friendly versus having a desktop friendly? Should I be doing both or should I be using one platform that kind of converts both? Yeah, you definitely need to be making, whenever you're building a website, make it mobile first, desktop secondary. So I mean, I work with a lot of people because I do SEO, a lot of clients, and they all do site redesigns and they'll send me like the mock-ups of their website and I'll see the desktop version, but I'm like, we need to look at the mobile version. That's the most important is what does it look like on mobile first, desktop after. And most of these websites will automatically, it's called responsive, where they'll just automatically shift from mobile to desktop. They'll shrink down, they'll adjust, or if you're on tablet, whatever platform or whatever screen reader you're on, it'll readjust to it. But you do have to make sure it looks good. It's easy to navigate. Maybe on mobile, you reduce the menu and take off like half the things because you don't need all this extra clutter. Your screen is really tiny on mobile. Desktop, you have a lot more room, but mobile, it's really tiny. So you see you have the more important, important pieces of, on your website. Don't just throw everything up there. Throw what needs to be up there. So sometimes there'll be like a minimized, smaller version of your website on the mobile version. And the desktop will have all the bells and whistles and like the nice features that you want. When I look at uh, at websites, um, I was always taught from the marketing side, you know, do things that are above the fold. This is where you have to have your call to action button. Uh, for marketing, it sounds all great. For SEO, is there any strategy to the way my website is laid out? Maybe where I place the buttons or where I place images um, that might make a difference or is it irrelevant? All that might make somewhat of a difference, but it's so tiny and it's really tough to test all that stuff. But above the fold is really important. So above the fold is whatever you see on the screen. So once you start scrolling down on a website, that's below the fold. I think it's like 70% of people don't scroll down on the website on desktop. Mobile, they might swipe once or twice, but desktop, most people never scroll down. So you have all your really important information above the fold for people. For SEO, for Google, I usually just tell people, throw content at the very bottom of your page because you need a lot of text on average you need about 400 words of text per page on your website for SEO. So you want to have that balance of making the website look nice and pretty aesthetically above the fold. Below the fold, you can have all that text, all that content for Google to see and read all that because Google will read from top to bottom your website. They'll read all that coding, but people don't really scroll down. So when you're optimizing for people, which is like conversion rate optimization, how do you get people to convert on your website? have a value proposition above the fold. Like what's in it for me? What am I going to get out of visiting your website? Put a video. If you have a video, people want visual content and that call to action really needs to be above the fold. Like buy now, shop now, call today, email, whatever that conversion goal is. You need to have it above the fold. That makes all the difference in the world. It's where we're going to be looking. All right, let's talk about strategy in making content. Um, earlier you talked about how Google looks at 
like it wants to shuffle what it brings up. It doesn't want the same 10 articles all the time. Uh, some of the content strategies that I've heard are to almost literally copy some content and maybe give it an updated spruce to what it is. Um, you know, how, like you said, how to change my tire. That video or that instruction might be so old, but taking the same type of content, recreating it yourself, giving it new irrelevance, does that make a difference when I'm looking at content in my space, maybe in my industry, to look at some of the how-tos and, and recreate them as pieces of content? Uh, would that be helpful for SEO? Yeah, that would definitely be good because the more content you put out there, the better. Just making sure it's 100% unique. So if you're just copying it and changing a couple words around, Google will actually penalize you that for that as well for duplicate content. They're able to pick up on all that stuff. So they want you to reword the entire thing because Google could even pick up on phrases, sentences that are duplicates. And that could potentially be like, oh, who published it first? Did this website publish it first or did you publish it first? Because you want to give credit to who published, published it first. But just as long as you rewrite it in your own words, that's perfectly fine and a great way to do it because spy on your competitors. You can just search on Google for your keywords, see who's on that first page of Google, look at what type of content they're putting out there, what, how many words they're using, because 400 words is just the average. What really matters is who's on that first page of Google and how much SEO have they done? Because we're not trying to beat Google. That's not what we're trying to do. We're just trying to figure out who's on that first page of Google and how much SEO have they done? So you skip over the ads, but look at the organic, the free listings. And if you open up all those pages or those websites, you can see how much content each page has and kind of average it out. Does everyone put 500 words? Maybe you want to put 600 words. Is everyone putting 100 words of text? Maybe you only need 150 words. If everyone's using 2,000 words, then you probably want to put 2,500 words. You want to do a little bit more because content really helps out so much. Spying on your competition. I mean, it's literally already out there. They're on the internet. They're there for you to search and find. Uh, lastly, once I got my website optimized and I'm creating content, when should I switch over to adding paid ads to drive traffic to my website? So paid ads work. It's just got to do your return on your investment, knowing how much is it going to cost me per click. So when you search on Google, there's ads at the top. Those ads are all paid per click. So anytime you click on those ads, that company is paying Google. It might be 10 cents per click. It could be 50 cents per click, $5 per click, $50 per click, $100 per click. It adds up very, very fast. So it's just knowing your return on investment. How much profit or what's the lifetime value of a customer versus knowing that you're probably going to need to spend or get 100 clicks to maybe get one or two maybe three leads, not sales, but leads potentially. So just turns down to comes down to return on investment, low and how much you're going to make versus how much a client's going to cost you. But I always tell people in the meantime, like with SEO, it does take about six months to take effect. So if you want immediate results, paid ads work. They just stop working when you stop spending money. With SEO, <laughs> if you stop doing SEO, you're not just going to disappear. You're still going to be up there for the most part. That may, and that's the biggest thing is, is it is a long play. This isn't like, you know, add the SEO and tomorrow everyone's going to find you. It's developing over time and, and you have to remain consistent at what you're doing for Google to find you relevant, right? Yep. Unfortunately, it's not an instantaneous thing. It takes time, but you build it up and build it up. And over time, you see that traffic increasing and increasing and that free traffic just keeps coming in. So that's the good part about it. It just... Patience is a big part of SEO. A lot of people start to an SEO and then they give up after a few months. And six months is just the average as well. Like 
it could take years or it could take a month or a week sometimes. It just depends on how competitive those keywords are versus how much SEO you've done. So really it all comes down to the competition and how many backlinks, it really comes down to the backlinks. How many backlinks do your competitors have versus you? And what's the disconnect and how do we fill that void? That's the biggest thing is just trying to figure out what that disconnect is. And if they have a thousand backlinks and you only have five backlinks, it's going to take a while. If you have 500 backlinks and they have 800 backlinks, it's not going to be as tough. So it just depends on really your competition for the SEO side of things. All right, Brandon, you've given us uh, like a ton of valuable information today for optimizing our website. Before we head out, I want to make sure I give you some final thoughts and let people know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. So for everyone that's listening or watching, I create a special gift for them on my website. If they go to seooptimizers.com, that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. They can find that there with my contact information and I do a bunch of classes that I put up there for free. So if they want to learn more about SEO or digital marketing, they can watch that there. And if they want a website consultation from an SEO point of view, I'm happy to dive in and they could schedule some time on my book calendar right there to see what's working, what's not working and how to fill that void. What's the disconnect between the competitors and their website. There it is. Ladies and gents, get your website optimized. The organic traffic is the best. It's going to take you the longest to build, but it's the best. That's when people find you when they're looking for you and you just show up naturally and for free. So make sure you guys take advantage of the gift that Brandon's offering. Go to www.seooptimizers.com slash gift seooptimizers.com slash gift and take advantage of that opportunity at least set a consultation because you don't know what you don't know and when you sit down and talk to somebody who's been doing it for a long time they're going to open your eyes to possibilities and things you didn't realize you needed to fix or to improve and the difference between fixing it and not fixing it is a prospect converting and a prospect never even knowing you exist so make sure you guys go to seooptimizers.com slash gift Give Brandon a holler. Brandon, one last thing, one last question. Uh, the way we grow is obviously through video testimonials. We love to know what your experience was like. You have, you've been on other podcasts, you've created content, you've done it for clients. What was your experience like on the Business Bros? Uh, this one was a good one. I had fun, enjoyed it, and love your energy and the questions as well. Not the same old questions that I get over and over again. So I like that as well. It gives a different perspective and lets me talk about different topics, but no. Definitely enjoyed it and had a lot of fun. Sweet. All right, ladies and gents, that's it for today. We'll see you guys again manana. Make sure you guys work on your content. If you need help starting a podcast, that's what we're here for. Go to businessbros.biz. You need help with your website. Make sure you guys go to seooptimizers.com slash gifts and take advantage of that opportunity. The longer you wait, that's more customers walking by, never even knowing you exist. Take advantage. Make sure you do it. Here we go. Peace out, ladies and gents. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.